Um, and apparently he'll do anything. He, he'll pull out the stuff to make us closer to him, even if it hurts us. Um, so I, I was just kind of complaining to Jonathan about our God, um, how, how like, oh, there's no way I'd worship you, God, if you didn't give me second witnesses. Because um, I'll go big on Jesus, but the, the costs of doing so are just so great. I mean, like, man, if you didn't give me some synchronicity, some love back, <laughs> I'd be like, uh-uh, no, um, you're the dead God. Um, and so that's, I know that he allows me to speak that because he's told me as a street preacher, you're going to tell it like it feels inside. Um, and that today is kind of what it feels like because it's kind of been uh, the hard part of um, uh traveling with God um, and amongst those is one, he's invisible to, he doesn't talk very loud. So I'm left to thinking, Oh, was, was that me thinking that was that my idea? Cause I don't like how those turn out my ideas, but even the ones that God like later you find out that was his idea, but that's still hard to take. And I, and I know that's the, I'm glad we have the scriptures because there's a lot of stories like that, that, no, they still had to do hard things. In fact, I'm pretty convinced that those who go big on Jesus, more is required, like they say in the chosen. I don't ask much of those who don't follow me, but I ask, um, he's telling that to Mary. Um, I ask a lot of those who follow me, not so much of those who don't. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I think that's true. Um, and, but he's worthy of my worship. So I, that, that's what I'd say is, in the end, um, you're worthy of my worship. And I was just telling Jonathan, when I hear those phrases, some people, they're kind of like scriptural phrases or, uh, I don't know, um, no other Lord but God. Yeah, that's in the chosen, um, the zealot saying this, no other Lord but God. And I said, to me, there's a, um, I could blend a sarcasm, like, dang it, there's no other Lord but God. <laughs> I wish there was another God, one that didn't require all these sacrifices um and like but there is no other lord is there no there's no other lord but god <laughs> so jesus knows like i think i would go worship another god jesus if there was one who could prove faithful like you but didn't require as much and um yeah so that's that, that's my experience today a little um bitterness inside my soul that i'm just trying to get out here um but I love God. So that's why I'm on. I'm excited to be um, with you guys in Jesus in this mess because we're, we're all just trying to find our way with. Yeah, with yeah that's, um, that's pretty interesting that you bring that up because last night I was having a conversation with God and it's so much easier not to believe in God, I'm going to say. Like, um, I was talking a lot with God about this last night. So um, that's what these are. So I um, I had some wrist injury about 10 years ago, and it's been starting to come back. And um, so pretty much this week with going to the physical therapist, they were like, you can't use your thumbs or your wrist on either hand. So that takes away 99% of the stuff I do. <laughs> like, you can't do remodeling projects. You can't be doing sanding and all these like woodshop things. You can't be doing landscaping. Can't even play Nintendo. You can't hold your Kindle and read. You can't like just all pretty much everything I like to do uses my hands. I'm a very hands-on person, as you can tell from my art. And so um even last night, I'm like, how am I going to paint? Like this, my left hand is actually especially bad. And um, and it's just so I have a lot of throbbing pain in both of my wrists and especially in my left hand and my left thumb joint. He said, I'm well on my way to getting um, arthritis in my hands for like the rest of my life. And so, and I'm like, I'm only like 41. I'm not, but this, <laughs> these problems started about 10 years ago. I just, pretty much what it is is I'm just really hard on myself is what it comes down to. I don't stop. I get really obsessed and addicted to things and I keep going even though I'm in pain. That's essentially what it comes down to. But, um, but uh, how did I get to that? So what that brings me to with, um, with regarding God and stuff is I just, I was talking to him uh, that last night and I was like, I am so 
Like I was just feeling, I've just been really depressed this week, honestly, because I'm like, I feel like I can't do anything that makes me happy. Um, I can't, I, I really need to move. I really need to be active. Oh yeah. I can't go play volleyball. I was going to try to win pickleball because apparently it's the cool thing and everybody does it, but I don't think I can do that because it uses my wrist. And so I was like, like, I just started playing volleyball again. And then I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to have to counsel with them because I don't think I can do that either. And so it's just been really hard, um, especially reading. I read a lot. Like, I would say I probably read about three hours a day. Pretty standard. I love to read. Like, love it, love it, love it. I've always loved it. I'm a big, huge reader. I try to do audio stuff. And, like, they just they just talk too slow. Um like the books that I read, I can read a book in like two or three hours. That's so like a 16 or 17 hour audiobook. And so uh, I'm just like, Oh yeah. Uh. <laughs> so I was just like, this is killing me. The smoke, the patience, the having to wait. I despise waiting, like despise it. Um, funny. One of my uh, administrators at my job actually said that to me like a year or two ago. He's like, you need to learn to be more patient and just wait for other people and wait for things. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm totally patient. Let me talk to you. <laughs> and I see that more and more ever since you said that I've uh I've reflected on that and it, so it is hard and it's hard to wait upon the Lord and it's hard to wait and and some of so I've had some really good conversations with God and uh about this and you know um one comment that I read in a book that I really liked but that's what came to my mind last night about um having like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with God is you know, like, so I'm sitting there last night and I write in my journal. When I'm really upset, I write in my journal at night. Like I said, I can't read it. I, now I'm starting to think I should do it so I can read it and maybe do it in the daylight hours, but I don't know. It always comes in the middle of the night when I'm just really stressed and I'm trying to sleep. And uh, I was just like, what if I'm just crazy? And we've talked about this before. What if I'm just crazy? And like, you're not even there. Kind of like what you said earlier, Greg. What if this is just me? And I'm just like telling myself these, these happy little tales to make myself feel better. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because it, it brings me like this piece, like what if it's just all made up? Because I do get told that um, a lot by people I'm friends with and people I know. They're like, why do you even, like, they're seriously, and we've said this before, like, they're like, why do you even believe in God? Like, so why do you have them? Or like, my life's been so much easier since I stopped worshiping. And then uh, at first I was like, no way. But then like, I can kind of see like how that would be true because God makes you force and face hard things. And it's so much easier to just avoid things. But when you have to face some of these things and make hard decisions, it's, it's hard. And I don't want to do it. I'd rather just keep binge watching TV all day <laughs> or just actually, I don't really like watching TV. That's how you know. That's why I'm like, all I can do right now is watch TV. This is terrible um, because I don't feel like I can do anything else. And I'm like, well, what can I do? I can still walk around. I can't ride a bike or anything, but I can walk. You know, I can move, I can still see. And so God kept bringing all these things to my mind. And interesting with all of this stuff, actually what it has done for me this week, I've actually strangely noticed my relationship with my husband's become a lot closer um, with me not being able to do all my projects. And that's been <laughs> kind of strange. And then, um, and then, uh, you know, uh, we're just talking a lot more. And not like we weren't talking before. We've always been good friends. Just that I'm more present is what I think it is and with my kids like I'm spending like hour to a day with each kid and I'm we're having like all these great memories and like they built a big tent on our deck and we hung out during the rainstorm a couple days ago and uh like it made me anyway so I'm so seeing these like I think it's just teaching me that I need to pause and uh I don't know. So I've been thinking a lot about, so that's what I've been thinking a lot about. And I've also been thinking a lot about John sent out a poem that he wanted to share today. I've been thinking a lot about that. And I chose a painting for that, that I'm actually going to work on more today, but it has to do a lot with John's poem. Um, originally some of the things he said in this poem. And I, like I said, I have a hard time finishing paintings. This is one I don't feel like it's ever quite done. It has a cool background, but it needs something. So I, I'll probably work on this one today. I'm not quite sure I'll work on it. I, I told my husband I could like flip off people and I could paint with that finger. I mean, that's pretty much what I can do. Um, <laughs> I can't use my thumbs. Um, I can kind of use my right hand, but I, I can't use my left hand, um, which is also really odd, right? Uh, because my left hand is like my, 
my defunct, my minor hand. I'm right-handed. I am right-handed. So you would think it would be my right hand, but it's my left hand I can't use. But it's also weird because my left hand, it's kind of going to sound really strange. My left hand is like my God hand, which sounds really weird. It's because it's so uncontrollable and it always does things I don't want. And I'm like, no, I want it to go this way and it goes another way. And <laughs> I then, love it. And I'm like, this is what I, so it's like the uncontrollable way. Uh, so it's a. I love it. That's great. Great parable. That's right. The uncontrolled part of us. That's like you, God. Um, and he's like, quite a bit. Um, you can't yeah. control me. Yeah, I love it. Go ahead, Jonathan. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, a couple thoughts came to my mind as you're talking. I love that painting, by the way. Um, I'm excited to see where you're going with it. It's so cool. That massive gear. I'm kind of blown right. away. It's actually about the frame. I found this gear years and years ago on KSL and I've just had it for years and then I created a painting for it eventually and I've never been happy with it. I keep creating new paintings for it. I've never been happy for them. So I keep repainting them. Um, maybe today will be the day. I love the grungy. Um, it's just perfect. You know, it's like you could just leave it like that and, you know, like I can't see Jesus, but um, it would be no. just abstract painting the way it is, but. Yeah, it actually has a lot of writing on it. Okay. Oh, and I like how to hold this because I can't really hold the cell phone like traditionally. That's another thing I can't do. <laughs> yeah. And, what do you like? Uh, well, I just like what Jonathan just said because um, it ties in really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that one down. Um, so we've been talking about seeing Jesus in the mess. Um, I like I can't see Jesus. And so um, what people say, I don't even talk about Jesus, <laughs> right? They don't care if they can't see him, but a lover of Jesus is concerned they can't, see, I, I can't see Jesus. And people say, quit looking for him. And so I can't see Jesus would be great painting. Um, you can't see Jesus in this. Well, I thought your paintings have Jesus. They do. And, and so it's the negative. It's like his invisibility because Jesus, Jesus has this song. Uh, it's actually in excess's songs. Um, so some people understand this as uh, um, mystify. Um, All veils and mystery, streets are blue. I'm in love, something like that. Well, so Jesus rewrote that song. And the, the first line is, your veil of mystery. So Jesus was teaching me something. He is the veil that hides himself. And I'm like, oh my goodness, let me get my head around this. So you're invisible, but your invisibility is you. And I'm like, that's harder for a human who's not trained in Eastern ways. But his, so I'm declaring to him in the song, you are the veil of mystery. Mercy to, mighty power, nature divine. So those four go together. The, um, so when I received that from him, so when you say, I can't see Jesus. So Jonathan says, I can't see Jesus in there, but I sure like that. <laughs> and that, it's the negative space. It's what artists, trying to get your head around these deep artists who will talk about stuff, all these light and shadows and so forth. And so sometimes it's the absence. And you're like, can't you think in 3D mathematical, Greg? I can't. I mean, once they started talking about X, Y axis, and then they're trying to go 3D deep and then talk about 5D, I'm like, oh, you, you guys lost me. I'm having a hard time just knowing fourth grade math. Now you're starting to put this number line that goes in the minus away. And, and so anyhow, there's, that's my thought when I look at that painting, like, I can't see Jesus. And in so doing, I see Jesus. <laughs> and it's like, okay, Bob, that's a guy who really wants to see Jesus, even in the absence of Jesus. So, yeah. Okay, thank you. I just needed to geek out on that because that's going in my Jesus life temple for sure. Yep. Yeah, well, what's funny about that, like you said, like negative space. So that's what's wrong with this painting. Like I'm way into dark and light value, negative space. I do geek out on that stuff. And this doesn't follow any of the rules. There's no organization. There's no focus. I don't know where to look. Usually when you look at a painting, you have like, you're supposed to have what you look at first, second, third, whatever. 
Like for example, if we come over here and we look at this big painting on the ground, right? You see like, oh, there's a giant mountain and it's in the middle and it stands out. And there's dark areas and there's light areas and they make different shapes. Um, but whereas if you come to this deer painting, like it's just, ah, like it's just, yeah, like it really is. There's not, the only thing that stands out in there says, where is Jesus in this mess? But I wrote so much stuff on there. So I made a big ugly mess and I wrote about what was on my brain. And uh, this particular painting, uh, I think this was 2019, maybe, is when I did this last rendition. Maybe, yeah, it's 2019. End of 2019, beginning of 2020, pre-COVID. Um, but uh, it was just so many questions and religious questions about wondering where oh God is. I'll read what I wrote about it, but I also really want everyone to hear John's poem, Jonathan's poem that he sent out. But um, I'll come around the back and, and read what all this writing says. I wrote it on the back as well, because I wrote it in a gold marker, so you can't really see it. Like you really can't read what it says. It's really hard to read. Like I have a lot of thoughts, like, I mean, I can try to read it from here if you want. I've got to take this off, sorry. Handheld phone mode. I've got to be careful with this. Um, let's see. Handheld phone mode. Okay. So what it says up here, see, it's so impossible to read for you guys. I can't read it on my phone. Stuck in a mess. Here, I'll go read what I wrote on the back because I wrote it all in front and then I transcribed it on the back. Okay. This is what it says on the front. Stuck in a mess. I don't know what to do. Lies are told. Half-truths. Where am I? Is it the beginning or is it the end? What to do? Oh my Jesus, how to move forward in the mess? I can't change truth. So it was just, oh yeah, and you can see on here there's burn marks on the back and that'll relate to Jonathan's book. But um, I don't know. So it was just me feeling very confused, I guess is what you could say. Yeah, and I like your use of the, the, the negative space. It just emphasizes, do you see what, um, what Emily did? She went to the back of her painting. You can't do that on a lot of paintings, go back and find stuff, but she's using that dimension uh, that's often not used by artists. You're like, hey, what's, what did he do in the back? Nothing. Oh, yeah. Well, Emily does yeah, actually, stuff on the back. <laughs> all of my paintings have like writing on the back. So it's like a secret. Yes. But it's not a secret. And, uh, when, you, when people come and choose a painting, if, if they come in person or if they just um, go online and do it, I actually will write stuff for them. Um, and that's like part of it is like it's a, it's like part of it's only the painting. The rest of it is like the thoughts that come with it. And I actually really enjoy when when people come and get art. So I either, some of them, so I didn't used to write on all of them. So that's probably within the last couple of years, for sure since Jesus in the Miss Mess. And I started it before, probably like the last year or two. Um, I can write about them, but uh, so a lot of the old ones, I was just painting a ton, but I didn't write. I'd write like one or two words, but now, yeah, like I said, I, I just write whatever comes to brain and I like doing it a lot more. And so I have a lot of paintings. For example, somebody messaged me this week about a painting and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't have that painting. It wasn't a Jesus in the mess one because I have a lot of other ones. And they were, I'm like, oh, like I saw this years ago and it's just been in my brain. And I really, I'm really interested in painting do you happen to still have it and I actually don't um and uh well it's funny is it always happens at the same time funny enough uh Greg it's the painting your wife chose oh. so like I've had that painting for like five years four years <laughs> and then all of a sudden out of the blue this person who I have no idea who they are contacts me and says hey do you happen to still have this painting <laughs> and I'm just like actually I but she's maybe interested in one of those other ones but it's just really funny um because i've literally had that painting for years and then all of a sudden within the same few weeks two different people want it and and i didn't post online that you guys had gotten it and so that's why it was really interesting i don't know it's just weird how stuff like that goes yeah oh, go yeah. ahead jonathan so um i have a couple thoughts um uh the first one is kind of uh, has to do with um what you're just saying um and that is that um i know that you don't like to do to have to deal with prints and stuff like that 
but um, just a thought, like I, I don't know where things will go. I always think really big. I don't know why. It's like it's in my, like I, 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 I'm always thinking it's like, okay, what am I going to do when millions of people want to read this or want to do this or want to, you know, and it's like, it's really kind of, I, maybe it's part of my insanity um, because, you know, it's like people would look at me and the things I do and they're like, a million people aren't going to want to do this, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's like, um, you know, when you were talking about the prints before, I, I kept thinking to myself, yeah, I know you don't like to do prints, but maybe, um, maybe I, you know, is there some way we could find to make sure that things are preserved in such a way so that when those people that somehow I know on the back of my mind, you know, the dozens of people who want to get the same um, painting when they want to get it, that they have the opportunity. So just something to think about. Um, I'll just comment about the painting. Um, and if I get back to my other comment, that's, I don't even know if I can remember the original. So what's interesting about that painting is that you're right. Like we can't read what's on the front that you wrote. Um, because like you say, the video quality is such that you can't see that. To me, it just looks like um, kind of an abstract, you know, got some blacks and browns and, and earthy tones. And, um, and, and then you have this gear that goes around it. And, um, and interestingly, what I have when I look at it is it's calming to me. Um, it's, it's the same way that I feel when I look at nature. Um, nature is really fascinating because it's, it's this strange environment where there's like no rhyme or reason, all these things competing. Um, and you would think that that would create a mess, but it's not a mess. It's nature is a real, you know, it's like, like, you know, there's a reason why, like I walk around this little apartment complex and I walk my dog and, and sometimes I find places where people didn't clean up after their dog. There's a big on the ground, and it's like it's disturbing in our ordered world to have pets just pooping all over the place. Um, but in nature, the animals poop all over the place, and it's not messy. I don't even understand quite how that works. Like I've lived in the desert where there's coyotes, and it's like. Rarely do I come upon pile of coyote poop, and um, and if I do, it kind of fits in, and it's part of the uh, part of the thing. It's like it's this crazy. It's like the things that Christ does, the things that God does, are. There's a strange order in the disorder. So the fascinating thing that I see with the painting is it's like, that's what the painting's saying to me. That's what the gear says, okay, is that there, here's this order that, that this thing that appears to be disordered is a perfectly geared, and it's a perfect, it, it's perfect. It's like, and that's, all, what's, that's what's fascinating to me is it's like, if I were to walk past that in a, um, <clears throat> in a gallery, I would like it, not because it says something, but because it's not saying it. And it's like what Greg was talking about, it is the veil. It's like, because I can't see a perfect picture lined out, it's like, that's the perfection. It's just like nature. It's like people go out in nature and they say, that's where they find God. Well, what do you mean that's where you find God? You can't see God anywhere in nature. It's just a trees and grass and you know animals running around being chaotic and it's like yeah it's perfect <laughs> it's the perfect order so that's I'll, I'll turn it back with that so that's a really interesting thought I, I came today planning to paint this but now talking to you guys i'm like maybe i should just leave it I, um i would I'd love actually... it. yeah i can't see jesus would be the title I would recommend, but you do what you want. But, yeah. but I, I love the concept just like so often, like, where are you, Jesus? I, like, go, go to Walmart, like, go find Jesus, like, 
So I, I actually force it. That's what you have to do. You have to, uh, so I call it war shopping. So you're shopping and you're worshiping, which is like when you go get to, to Walmart, you just have some songs. You start singing Christmas songs is what I do, sometimes off season. Uh, in fact, I've had Walmart come up to me. Employees say, you can't sing songs. So I sing them kind of loud, you know? And I said, oh, you can't sing in the, you can't sing in the store? I said, can, can I talk in the store? Well, you, you're making too much noise. Okay, can I sing quietly? And it kind of befuddled him. Uh, I said, just like really quietly. And, and of course, I was trolling him. I was messing with him. And I said, because um, he, he was nervous approaching me in the first place. And there's this big guy. And I think, I think the, um, the security ladies had sent him, because I'm a pretty big guy, six foot four, 300 pounds. Like, oh, my goodness. Uh, let's get this other guy. And, um, but what, um, what that worship um, in uh, Walmart uh, has done for me is show me the void that uh, is our lives, that you start bringing worship to these things and you, and you, you see it's inappropriate. And it's actually a sociological method. They're called, and I think it's, what, what is that? There's anyways, there's a style of, um, of methodology and sociologists and certain sociologists will go deviate from the norm. And that then reveals the norms, that it's actually when you go and break the norms. So you go um, into an elevator and you stand a different way than everybody's standing. Everybody's looking forward. You turn around. And that very act then starts revealing hidden uh, structures of control. Uh, okay, why is this guy looking at me? Why is he standing this? Doesn't he know he's supposed to? Oh, is there rules? I didn't see. I, um, I see... Um, rules that are posted but i didn't see that was a rule so these that's a i just can't recall from grad school what these people it's like ethnodestodologist um something um but but that's their style they will go in and they'll just do something that you're not supposed to do um and then they'll see what people do and then it'll start revealing these hidden structures these hidden rules and so that's um yeah anyhow that's um the nature of well, I don't know what, um, let's make that connection. So that, that painting um, kind of defies um, explanation, which then begs the question, why do you have to have it explained? <laughs> well, isn't everything supposed to make sense? Doesn't everything in a, as a Christian make sense? Uh, no, actually, I, I think most of it doesn't make sense. They're called mysteries. You don't have to probe very far. Like there are angels. Where are they at? Well, now you're asking difficult questions. Do they eat food? I'm just asking some real basic questions about angels. Um, uh, well, we don't know whether they eat food, uh, but, but there's spiritual food. And you could just keep asking questions like some little kid that are reasonable questions. So if, if, if we're going to believe in angels, then uh, tell me something about them. And the, the answer is, I don't know. It's kind of like that painting. I said there's angels. Can you see an angel? Oh, kind of. But now tell me about them. And so that's the nature of following Jesus. They're like, you know what? Maybe I'll just stop following Jesus. Oh, my, my life has become more ordered. <laughs> well, then how are you going to explain that synchronicity in your life? Uh, I don't know. Listen to a song by the police called Synchronicity. And what will that do? I don't know. Just acknowledge synchronicity. But I don't want to acknowledge that there's somebody trying to control my life or bless my life. Um, and I'm, I'm, like, I'm with Emily. I'm like, that's fundamentally, we don't want an invisible God bossing our actions. I was like, who, wa who, who wants a, a boss? Do you, do you want a boss of your life and then to have an invisible boss? So I totally get why people don't want that. Um, and, uh, but they don't have to have it. They just don't, don't believe in him. Um, but then you're, you're left wandering in kind of that picture right there. Well, then what is it? It's just a big mystery. So what did you just write, Emily? Oh, I just wrote, can't find Jesus. <laughs> and I wrote it with chalk. Hallelujah. Which means, which means I wrote it with chalk, which means that um, I just grabbed the first piece I grabbed. And I wasn't sure what color, but you can't see it. Um, I don't think I'll even seal it on there. Like you can kind of see a C and an A and an N and a T kind of. Uh, you really can't see it. You can see a U.S. Can't find us. I mean, I did But um, what it also, sorry, Jonathan, you had something you were going to say. I'll interject it quick. So um, this was my thought from earlier, and that was that 
um, yeah, you can not believe that there is a God. And it's like, oh, everything lines up because it kind of lines up with like, yep, it's all, it's all, you know, mechanic, mechanicistic. What's the word? Um, materialistic. It's materialistic. Yep. Mechanistic. No. And it's like, and it kind of seems like it all lines up, but it, it, you'll find the time it doesn't. And, and what occurred to me was it's like, strange thing is, is that this is what allows us to find meaning in the mess. Like, yeah, you can just know it's like there's no divine intent. No, um, no, this doesn't add up, you know. Um, and it's like you can't look at at things and find meaning. And so that's what will happen with people in time. It's like, like, oh, thank goodness I don't have to. You know, and that maybe they need that, but the long story short is that I, what I think, what I've discovered is my belief that divine intent allows me to find the divine intent within the mess of my life. And so, um, say that again. We had a little breakup on my end. Say it again. Oh, sorry. Um, so basically, my belief that there is a divine intent. And that there is God allows me to find God, even when it doesn't appear that there is any divine intent. So, because yeah, I that, can look, find him if I look long enough. Yeah, and that's it, and that's interesting that God placed first the first principle of the gospel, or in other words, the good news is believe. Um, and and that's repeated throughout Hollywood, you know, like uh, Luke Skywalker's trying to learn from uh, Yoda, some little weirdo creature. And um, Luke declares when he sees um, Yoda bring out his ship out of the water using telekinesis or whatever, the, the force. And, um, and Luke declares, I can't believe it. And Yoda turns to him and says, that's why you can't do it or something to that effect. <laughs> and it's so mind bending. It's like, so those who believe, they get to see Jesus? Jesus, that's, that's a high requirement. No, you can believe whatever you want to believe. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to believe you're not there. Oh, but then you won't see me. But I need you. Okay, then you got to believe. I don't want to believe. You, you force me. Can you please force me to believe in you? Because I'm really having troubles here. No, that's the devil's plan. Who says? God does. <laughs> it's like, um, so that, that comment, but I also wanted to um, segue my interpretation when, Jonathan, you were talking about this mechanistic. Why I like this painting is because what's framing this thing looks very, of all the frames I've seen that Emily's done, I haven't seen a lot of your frames, but of all the frames, this one just shouts mechanistic because it's literally a what is that called that's a um uh, a wheel um it's a gear and so those gears have been used um throughout history to represent industrialization and so that painting to me uh could have like dual meanings or mechanistic society that surrounds i like that it's round covering all of jesus is this mechanistic will and it's making it harder for us to find him because we're like, I don't need God. I have AI. So I have ChatGPT. He is my friend. Hi, ChatGPT. Tell me a bunch of stuff that Greg doesn't know. Woo, look, I got a God that's more powerful than your God. <laughs> like, you sure do. But God made ChatGPT. Oh, no. So we have the competition of the gods, uh, like we're having some kind of robot competition. Um, but I'm not competing. <laughs> I'm just like, I choose to believe in God and it's working for me. But anyways, that the mechanist, uh, the mechanical implications of the, the frame and then the result um, could be depressive or, or it could be wonderful. You just like, uh, it, it highlights um, the, the stark difference. You know, which one do you want, Greg? Uh, this mechanistic thing right here, or do you want this, cluttery thing that's hard to see if you look really close you can see you can see can't see jesus well that's not very comforting which one do you want and jesus says 
you want both. I made them all. But anyways, that's what my Jesus tells me. It's like, because I'm big into technologies and so forth. And I just believe Jesus uses technologies like he's using right now to go talk to people on Jesus in this mess. We're using Zoom and then we'll use YouTube. That's what Jesus would do. <laughs> it's a nice comforting story to tell yourself, isn't it, Greg? It is. You ought to do the same. I don't want to. Oh, then you should not do it. Uh, okay. Anyways, that's the thoughts I had there. I had a couple of thoughts. Um, what's really interesting is when I was painting this painting, I told you I've done it several times. Um, I I could even look up some of the different renditions of this painting. Uh, but what's really interesting about it is that um, I was really trying to paint Jesus. I was actually trying to paint a conversation with Jesus and Heavenly Father, and I was maybe going to put some other figures in it. And I, I just didn't like it. And so I kept working on it more and more and more. And then it became like this bigger mess. And then I was just like, well, I'm just going to destroy it. And I have like, I, I should probably put together like a YouTube thing with links and some of the different renditions this painting has gone through. This is the painting, like it was during winter time and I put it outside and literally built a fire on top of this painting <laughs> and burned it. Like I literally did. That is one of the ways that I did this painting. And then I painted over it and I kept like layering and going back and going back. And it just has several, several renditions. And um, like originally it was a red painting and I don't know if you guys can see, there's like this red background. Originally it was like red, like an abstract red kind of painting. And it was just red, it wasn't a Jesus painting. And then there was two figures here, like there was, you can't really see it at all. There was a person here looking up, but you can't, I mean, you cannot see it. I only know because I painted it. Like you really can't see it. Like I, um, and then, so it's just through the renditions. And then the more we talk about it, the more I'm actually like getting a new likeness, a liking for this painting. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's just that, cause I really have, it's been hanging in my living room a really long time. And I'm just like, it's just, ah, but uh, it's not organized enough and it's not clear. And there's no emphasis. There's no focus. There's no story. And I've been taught you tell art with a story and there's, but there is a really big story. <laughs> just can't see it um you'd have to listen to this podcast to know it you know know that there is a story and uh i mean so one of the really interesting parts when i was burning this painting um i'm not i'll share the stuff with you guys and maybe we could i don't know if we put it separate but i'll i'll see if i can't find all of those different videos of this painting because i have like a lot of time lapse of me working on it i used to time lapse a lot of my art and uh, it would be pretty interesting, I think. Would you guys like, like to see that? Yeah, yeah, do that. Some of the different renditions, like where yeah. it's evolved, like where I, I know I filmed when I was burning it and like building fires. Kind of interesting. Yeah, I'd love but that. Do that. And then what I'll do for this episode, I'll upload it to my video editor and I'll include those so we can stick it on the end or something for viewers who want to see that. So that this this okay. episode will contain that. So I I highly recommend it because I'm I'm loving the topic. I needed this topic. It's like, um, and so like if I was hanging that in my, uh, in, in my house, I'd kind of like it because I like, kids. Do you feel like this? Because sometimes they you, you can feel like oh I feel Jesus, but sometimes you feel like this. Like where is he? Um, and I love the, in the chosen it says, um, though I ascend to heaven, he is there. So like when you're in heaven, you're like. He's here, obviously. It's all nice and pristine. It's clear. It's Jesus. But it says, though I make my bed in the depths, he is there. And so this is kind of like making your bed in the depths or that you've been brought low or like, I don't, I just see mists of darkness. He, and, and so Jesus says, the light shineth in the darkness, but the darkness comprehendeth it not. And the darkness is like, uh, you're not there. And, but that's not true. And so um, faith is to be able to, to ascend to heaven Woo, I'm with a lot of religious people. We're talking about Jesus and then go all the way down to where you're with some blue collar workers in Alaska and they're dropping F-bombs and talking about girls and unholy ways. And he is here. <laughs> like he's here. Um, maybe just inside your soul. Hard, hard to see. But that's that's how he's able to take sinners out of those depths. He has to be there. That They have to look and see something yep. that looks like it I, to everybody else. It's not there, but it is there. Yeah, go ahead, Emily. Um, I was going to show, so this section right here, 
this is where a hole burned through the whole painting and on the back. So I wanted to show you guys the back of the painting because we said there's more, there's always more story. So I had to, I had to put like some different stuff on the back and I had to fill it up. There's a couple other spots here. Like you can see, like it burned through the wood. Like back here, there's this big old crack. Um, and then what's really interesting about these is then I used to fill this in, what you see here, this, this stuff here, this is like, so a lot of my paints, they've gotten, my paint's gotten so clogged up that I can't close the paint cans very well anymore. I don't know if you guys have seen me doing that. Like I had it with my paint last week. I get these really dry crusty layers on top, like, like thick, like, like that. And, uh, that's what this is. So I put like, actually, it's a really thick, it's called blotter paper. It's really, really thick. It's not just like paper. Like it's like really, really thick. It's like thicker than poster board. It's like fibery. It's kind of like a fabric paper. I guess you could say it's not quite a canvas, but it's a, it's different anyways. And that's what I put on the back and I stuck it on with a polyurethane. Uh, and uh, so that's how I filled in some of those patches. And then I put in some of this dried, discarded, grossness and this also has on here some other things so there's like that gross stuff here this is like if you look at this this is a paper towel um so these are different types of paper towels and fabrics you can kind of see burned edges here right there um so there's just a lot of story and history on this painting yes an alternative i mean i have more paper towels here an alternative title could be I'm Burning for You, which is... I'm burning for You. Yeah, there's a song by uh, Blue Oyster Cult called um, Burning for You. Um, burn out the day, burn out the night. Um, I'm not one who can put up a fight. Um, I'm giving the devil his due. I'm burning, I'm burning for you. And Jesus actually baptized that song, so there's new lyrics if anybody wanted it. But... Um, yeah, so that's what me made me think of when you show me the burn marks, like Emily's burning for Jesus, like literally taking a Jesus picture and like, let's burn this um, and then find Jesus. Yeah, so anyhow, go ahead. Back to you, Emily. Well, I was just going to say um, with all of this last night when I was thinking like, so like I'm not painting today, like I've said it hurts, like me holding my phone like that actually kind of hurts. So I'm like, I, I can't paint today. I just can't do it. Um, it's just a hurting too much. And so, um, but one of my thoughts last night, when it was late last night, and I'm like, what am I gonna do? I don't think I can paint, you know? And so, and again, I really, after I'm done talking, Jonathan, I'd like you to share your poem because that is what started this whole thing. And so I think it's important that we share that to see that. But um, one of my thoughts with all of that is I was like, well, I have these other paintings and they don't really feel quite done. I'm like, maybe I'll just start up our propane campfire. And I'll just like stick them on there. A um, <laughs> little bit worried about rooting my deck and stuff because I can't move it to like a location. It's too heavy and I can't like move it. Um, anyways, but that's all. I want to hear John's poem. Jonathan's poem. Okay. Um, let, me, let me find it. I'm going to open up my email with it too so that I can uh, read it at the same time. Like we said, I, I read better than I listen. So I just picked this one because um, I just had to pick something and I I just went back through whatever I've written for the last while. I, I actually didn't do the most recent stuff, but I started like in May and I was like, well, what's anything that could be about, you know, clearly about Jesus? Like it's like he's in everything. Right. But but I was like, well, uh, um, this is the first thing I came across. So. Um, all right. So I can't I cannot shed. Let me give a, I guess, a precursor. So I wrote this on a day. So I, I'm always thinking, okay, like I, it's, it's, well, that's not true, I, but I, it's like, I'm always making connections. Even sometimes when I'm like talking to somebody, um, like they'll say something and it will spurn a thought that makes me think of another thought and another thing. 
And I'm, I'm actually a really good listener, except for the fact that, like, I think so in depth about what you're talking about that, like, I will tune out into one of the things you said and miss the next thing you said. Um, so my, my mind is always making questions. And... Uh, I'm going to silence my mute so we can hear Jonathan. Can you mute yours too? Um, are you guys having a hard time hearing me? Oh, you're talking, Greg, but I can't hear you. But um, we're good. Okay. All right. So, um, so I. I'm always thinking about things um, and making connections. Really, it's like, um, it, it, I and I, I took a personality test years ago, um, and and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so me. But my type basically um, does that. It's like we're constantly, um, it's like one drop of an experience connects to like dozens or hundreds of other drops of experience throughout my life and things I've seen and everything. And so, um, so I'm, it's like, there's something inside of me that's always analyzing. And so if I've done something that I think was wrong, my mind will kind of obsess over it. Not that, not in guilt. I've gotten, I think I've gotten past guilt. It's like, but there's a part of me, it's like, Okay, what went wrong? You know, where did I? You know, where did? Da, 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 da. But I've I've just what I discovered is that it's like that it, it that the light is not found in that. The answers aren't found in trying so hard to figure it out. In fact, it seems like that leads into darkness. It's like if I go back, well, this happened in my life. Should I have done that? Should I not have done that? You know, should I have da, 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 da? You know, it's like it's like it will just lead into darkness. So let me let me read the poem that gives a little context. I cannot shed old things by looking back <clears throat> at dark mistakes, and yet they tug at my coat and beg to be understood, as if I could figure them out. But I can't figure them out. They make no sense. And when I try, dark clouds gather. And if I am not careful, they portend doom from which my mind must grapple to escape. And so I don't look back. I look forward into the bright light of all that he has promised. I step into the sunshine and then into the sun hot and scorching, and it burns away the old. But I do not notice, except in retrospect, that old things have fallen away. And I'll turn it back to that. So um, when you when you uh, shared this poem, uh, Jonathan emailed it out earlier this week, because we talked last week that we were going to try to start with one of his poems. And so even though we didn't read this poem at the beginning, this is what I was thinking about um, before we started today's episode and what I was thinking about yesterday and then like earlier this week. And I kept going and I've, and the things that really stuck out to me about this were um, really just the last part, looking forward to the bright light and then into the sun, hot and scorching, it burns away the old. I, but I do not notice and I accept in retrospect that old things have fallen away. Um, that's the part that really tied in, I think, with what I wrote about this painting. Because in, in me, like, this is what I was doing. I kept doing it. I kept burning away the old. And I kept trying to create a new. Because I think there's something very cleansing. Like, the whole idea, burning is such an interesting concept. And I think I brought it up on here before. But I know it's something that I I studied with my thesis and um, some of my other. I have a couple other pigs that have a little bit of burning, but nothing like this one. Um, and so the whole thing about it is that burning is... Uh, like we've talked about, it's really uncontrollable, but yet it's cleansing. Like you were talking about how in nature, we see things that like, you know, animal droppings and other things in nature are just part of the nature and they're part of what it should be. But when we see that in our neighborhood, like if a dog goes on my grass, I get so <laughs> like really upset, really upset about it. 
I do not like it. I don't like to step in it. Like it's ruining like my perfect organization, right? It's, it's ruining our setup and what we've planned and what we've controlled. And so, um, but the interesting thing about nature, I know I've brought this up before, but like with forests and wildfires and all those things, they actually cleanse the forest and it's actually part of it. all the different fungus and all the decomposition and all that stuff is what helps make it grow. And it's good for it. It's really good. And so even though it's bad, it's good, right? At the same time. And I feel like that's kind of the same thing here. Like it burns away the old, but I think it's interesting also here you said, but I do not notice. Like you didn't notice that the old, like I'm asking a question now. Didn't notice that the old was burned away? Or you didn't notice, like explain that for me. Okay, so I remember I, I, um, I can't remember if it was a blessing or something that um, one of the, you could say the seers in my life, somebody in my life who had eyes to see things beyond the veil, but this person conveyed to me um, in some fashion, I can't remember how, uh, what was conveyed from the other side of the veil was like, look, from this point forward, you're just going to happen to like look back and notice that things have fallen away, like certain faults you had or things like that. And um, and I have discovered that, you know, it's like I'll I'll just try and try and try at something and it's like it just doesn't go. And then I'll um, but then I just keep moving forward. Like, you know, God has said speci some specific things to me, like like um he's given me some promises um we greg and i were talking earlier in the week about how promises come because you make a sacrifice so like god asks you to do something right and it, it's not necessarily he doesn't like ask you to be perfect like like you know he doesn't say okay stop this addiction you've got or whatever overnight you know um when you talk to him he's like it's like greg calls it project-based conversion right so it's like it's like you know he says emily go paint you know, or just focus on your work or, or um, he'll say, Greg, you know, eat a Jesus carrot, you know, Greg eats a Jesus carrot every day, you know, and you do this weird thing, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, or he says, Jonathan, you need a new job, go get a different job. And then he leads you to this weird job that, you know, like, and what happens is it's like, and all the while, you just kind of got your eyes on him, right? You're just focused. And then through some strange coincidence with this new job or because you're eating the carrot or because you're out there painting. It's like, you're not focused on that terrible fault that you had, but something happens in the process of, of, of having your eyes on him. And all of a sudden you realize, you know what? I'm not eating as much chocolate as I was or whatever it is. Like I, you know what? I you you actually mentioned it, Emily. It, this is a perfect example. It's like I can't use my hands. It's like, and you're not trying to focus on your relationship with your husband. You're not trying to make everything better with your kids. In fact, you're rather annoyed. It's like the dog that pooped in your yard, you know. And it's like it's like, but oh my gosh, you know, old things have fallen away. I think that's what I mean. Through, through just having your eyes on on accepting this, Greg calls it a divine chicane. God pushes you this way. He pushes you that way. And all things fall away in him by just allowing him to do these things with us. I think that's kind of what I meant, but. Yeah, what's, um, what's interesting about that is along the other list of things I can't do, um, it's also really hard for me to like use a computer and type too. Like that actually pains my wrist a lot too. So it's a, uh, it's just right in between the joints of my wrist and like my fingers, but just any kind of movement like this or like that or like that, just any, pretty much any movement hurts it. And so um, the other thing I was thinking last night along with that is I was like, well, I need to start like, you know, maybe I could take this time to reflect with God, and but I can't write it down. Um, and so I'm like, I just feel so stuck. And it's been, I mean, it's been really, really depressing. Like, and I know right now I don't look like it or sound like it, but I have been, I've been very, very depressed about it this week. And, uh, but I, one of the things that I thought of with yours is like, you, you say like when, uh, you know, I don't notice, like it's been getting burned away. It's just, to me, it actually sounds like you said acceptance, but also it's like that whole idea of, which is what all this was, which is the reason I built a fire on this painting in the first place, which was this letting go. And it's saying, 
letting go of outcomes, letting go of the circumstances, like cannot control it. I didn't want to burn a hole in this painting. I was actually really sad about it. I was like, ah, like it was really hard to make this piece of wood to fit this frame. Like for like two or three years, I had this frame thing and I was like, I want to put art in it, but how am I going to attach it? Like I was going to try to do like a, a stretched canvas over a curved bar and I like kept Googling and I'm like, I don't know how to make that. I can't. So I just eventually just, I tried to do all these different jigs, but I don't know how to make really good. I'm not like those woods people, you know, they make crazy jigs for everything. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like you watch a woods guy and they've got like a jig for this and a jig for this and a jig for that. And I, I tried to do one of those and they're like, they're like, oh yeah, you just like put a string or you put a piece of wood, you drill it in the middle of the board, you attach the other end to your router and you just like go around in a circle like this. And I, so I tried that and it's like not straight at all. And then like <laughs> I drew it and then I like table and then I like jigsawed it. I mean, it's terrible. It really does. So eventually I had to like stick it on the back because this is so bad. Um, anyways, and so with all of that, I was just like, um, yeah, it just didn't go as planned. So nothing about this painting went as planned. And so I think it's that whole thing of just letting it go. And one of the things that came to my mind this week is I was dealing with some other uh, family troubles, not within my own family and children but like with uh parents and other situations right and a more extended family and uh some things that have just made me really upset over the years um just frustrations and it's hard to forgive and let go of things and the thought that came to me is is the thought just god just said to me he's like i am god and it reminds and you're not and and the thought that came to me is vengeance is mine and i will repay meaning he's the one that judges you know it's up to me to forgive and let go of things that's my job, to accept things and to let go of things. Not saying open myself up to hurt, but just saying, can't change the past. Like, I just have to accept it. Like, this is what it is. For example, you could say, this painting is a mess and that's what it is. Right now, this is what it looks like. If I did more work on it, I could change it. But up to this point, this is what it looks like. I can't change the past. I can't change that a whole got burned in it. I can't change what it looks like right now. I mean, I could do more work on it and then change it. But what it is at this point, I can't change unless I do more, right? And um, and so what it reminded me of, though, is with my own children, they fight, which they're little boys, and they fight, and there's kids, and they fight all the time. And the biggest problem I have, the most annoying problem, and you guys probably have this with your own kids, is they tattle on each other. Mom, you know, Seth hit me, da-da-da-da-da-da. And then they're like, well, he was doing this, and I told him not to. And like, I were like driving and I'm like, I'm usually like, Bridget, you got to be quiet. I'm trying, like when I focus, when I drive, I don't, I can't have my kids fighting. Or it's going to distract me when I drive. They're like, fighting. I'm like, I got to focus on the road. Like I can't be getting distracted and be trying to settle a fight. I've got to focus on driving. Right. And so anyways, they're all yelling at each other. Like this is like really standard. You can tell, right. They're all yelling at each other. And then I'm like, you guys need to stop. I'm like, you're making it worse. Like you guys stop trying to tell Bridget what to do. I'm the mom. I say what to do and you guys just keep to yourselves. This isn't a you thing. This is a me and a Bridger thing. This isn't like a me and a Bridger and a Jason and a Seth and like everybody. This is the two of us, not you guys. Like this is not to do with you. And uh, and I was thinking about that and reflecting on God about this uh, certain situation. And he, he said the same thing. He's like, that's a me and this person thing. This is not a you thing, not your problem. And I was like, it's the same thing that I'm telling my kids. And it's so he says, this is my job. So you don't have to like, this is so that you can forgive and you can let go because he decides the judgment. He decides what happens and he decides, he knows the person's story and what they were going through all the backstory. Right. I have a, a limited point of view from that of a child, which again, not to dis I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm just saying even with those that we know, even with ourselves, God's the only one that truly has all of the understanding because he's been through it. And so I just, that's what it all reminds me of. Like, so that's the thought that just came to me this week. He's like, I'm God, you gotta, you gotta let it go. You know, mm-hmm. this burning, this changing, this will happen. You gotta let it go. Sorry, and that's, go on. And that's where the easiness of the way is for those who are wondering whether they should get more Jesus. What uh, Emily's talking about is like, the sales point for Jesus, because I started this episode with like, I've got counter sales points of, uh, about why you'd want to follow Jesus, but ultimately I do because he's worth it. Well, one way he's worth it, miraculously, um, he will make your way easier because there's people who will keep those grudges. It's like, oh my goodness, 
that's like me carrying an extra 60 pounds, which I am, until Jesus helps me get it gone. That's a lot of weight. Pick up 60 pounds and say, Greg, you're carrying that every day. Like, I know, right? But thankfully, a lot of psychological baggage that I see people carrying all the time, I'm not carrying it. It's like, um, because Jesus has taught me um, different words. He, Emily, he told me, he said, they're not your savior. You're not their savior. And you're not even your own savior. <laughs> so stand still, watch my deliverance. And that sounds like, oh, well, sit down. <laughs> and of course, he has me get up. But to do pretty minor things. So I'll help people with some pretty heavy lifting. But I realize they're the ones getting born again. They're the ones giving labor. And, and oftentimes, they're trying to unload that very load onto Christ, uh, give it up, uh, quit fighting the mortals, because you'll just be endlessly fighting them. Let God do that. Let God prevail. And, you know, it's, it's complex when you get in the weeds of it. But, but ultimately, just what you're talking about is understanding that order. Uh, no, this is just between them. Okay. Uh, you've got your own issues, Greg, but this isn't right now what we're working on. You're just trying to help these people and um, you're not going to be able to right the wrongs. That's, you know, that's why these people, they keep thinking, if I say the right words, then people understand how, how offended I really was. No, they probably won't. Because uh, that's inside you. You can't convey feelings into somebody else's heart. And words just don't, you know, we're, we're all just TikTok. Oh, that's interesting. People are suffering. Oh, there's people dying. And we're just trained to not care. So you think you can, with a loved one, say these words without production company, without cameras, you're going to impress upon their heart. Plus, they're kind of motivated to protect themselves, especially from those who are close. So it's like, oh, this is beyond my pay grade, isn't it, Jesus? well beyond your pay grade only i can go into people's soul and make their heart contrite or and and that's still he can't do that they have to contrite their own heart they have to so even god's limited but anyhow enough of that but uh amen to what emily's saying any final thoughts guys because we're near the hour ish no yeah. i was just gonna say yeah we'll post some of this stuff online and i guess i guess i'm not doing work on this painting so if anybody yeah. wants this, um, <laughs> I'm trying to decide on the pricing of this. This is probably a $3,000 painting. This is something, even with all the prints and all that stuff, there's no way that there can be a print made of this painting because of its interesting shape. So like this is a very much a one-of-a-kind mess. I cannot make it, I can physically not make a frame like this. So the frame is very much unique. It's just, it is what it is, and it's unique. So if you want to buy it, contact me. I hope you can Jesus send a message gives... on YouTube yep. or on Instagram or Facebook. Or... And you better do it before then Jesus. Then we'll split it, right? Yeah, you better do it before Jesus gives me $3,000 because I'll just take that $3,000. I'll go buy it. He'll probably have to give me a million, though, because then I have to take care of these other debts before I buy that. But Yeah, yeah that's true. Just a warning to those millionaires out there. I'm going to get it as soon as I win the lottery. So there you go. Jonathan, you had your hand up. Jonathan said he wants it. He just won the lottery. No. I can't hear you, Jonathan. You've got to. My final it. comment. Yeah. See, the interesting thing. Can you hear me? Just a second. We'll turn off our. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so my last comment was just, um, I think you were talking about, Emily, that you were all upset that you burned a hole through it and stuff. See, for those who geek out on on art and who like to buy art, see, like, see if I had the money, that makes it so much better. <laughs> it's like, oh, how many different types of paper towels? Oh, that's so cool, you know? So, oh, and you burned a hole through it and there's a crack? Whoa, see, that makes it all the better. Somebody's gonna be like, oh, I gotta have it. You know, it's like, that's one of a kind, truly one of a kind. So yeah, I'll pass it asked, back. There's two types of paper towels, just because you were asking. There you go. And so And there's cheesecloth too. Woo, two types a... of paper towels, cheesecloth, um, blotting paper, wood, <laughs> about three or four different types of paint, like different, actually like types, like acrylic, oil, enamel, like a lot. 
There's a lot hmm. of different stuff. You're, you're getting your money's cool. worth. Shoot, that that that's a painting where you got all those paper towels in there. And I know, right? Yeah. Boy, they're you've got getting the them. shop towels, you've got the standard paper towel. It might even be might even be three times. Yeah. She could probably I don't think so. she could probably even stick some more toilet paper on there or something. If she said, I want a little bit more out of my painting, um, and I'm willing to pay some more. But uh, yeah, I'm just thinking, sometimes I do use toilet paper. I don't think I did on this one, but I was just like, <laughs> to see. I'm like, yeah. Okay, so, so, no, um, I don't think so. Not this time. So, uh, Another so time. Toys? All right, well, I'm going to, yeah, go ahead. I, um, should this episode be called I Can't See Jesus? Okay, anything else, guys? Um, so Emily's going to tag on. So what I'm thinking is we'll we'll post this and then we'll be, well, uh, let's see. I think maybe I should hold on to this until we actually have that. I don't, I don't want to post it and then repost it because then there'll be comments and so forth that are disconnected. So what's your thoughts? Do you think we should just wait to post this once, once you give me those clips so that I can do it? I don't want to do it wrong. I don't know. I would almost rather see the second ones as like a post two. Okay, let's do that. Continued? Cause, yeah. Because I like to, because if I don't post what we talk about the day of on my social media, I like lose the momentum, I guess. Okay. And then I okay. don't post it. So okay. if you just get it together, put a rough thing together and I'll get the other stuff together. You do. So yeah. So Hopefully this, it won't. Yeah, that'll be re that. released as like an, a, a bonus material. As a like bonus uh, behind the scenes. Yep, and and so the the viewers who are looking for that, they'll find it. It'll be at the same place. Jesus in this mess uh, at the YouTube channel. Well, thanks for joining Jesus TV. We'll see you next week then.